Hi everybody, Bob Olson here from Afterlife TV. Today I'm going to talk to you about the most compelling evidence of life after death. Now a lot of people know I used to be a private investigator for many years. Uh, I investigated things, you know, crimes including murder and theft and then I got into uh, uh, chasing cheating spouses around and uh, eventually landed on specializing in personal injury, workers' compensation, investigations. Then my father died in 1997 and I decided, you know what, I'm going to use my skills as a private investigator to investigate the afterlife because uh, at the time I really didn't believe in it. I didn't know what to believe, but I was curious, where did my father go? What happened? You know, did he just poof, he's gone, or does he actually exist somewhere? If so, where is that? had so many questions. Basically wanted to know if there was such a thing as life after death. Well, now it's been 12 and a half years. Uh, I've been investigating this field uh, in, in so many different ways, and, and I've found that there are just, there's certain evidence that is just much more compelling than some of the other things. And I want to tell you what those are. I'm going to go through them briefly. Over time, I'll probably do an interview, a video on each one of them. Right now, I'm just going to cover them in a very short and brief way. The first, uh, the first one I want to talk about as far as the most compelling evidence is mediumship. Uh, basically, it's a reading with a psychic medium. Psychic medium is someone who can communicate with spirits. And, you know, when I first had a reading, it was, it was actually 1999, January, when I had my first reading with a psychic medium. Uh, I was cynically skeptical, meaning I was more than just a skeptic. I was, uh, uh, I didn't believe at all. And I was fearful, you know, as many people are. Many people who have some skepticism, they're fearful when they get in to a situation where they're going to spend money on a reading with a psychic medium. I was there. In fact, I was prepared to do it and I was prepared to realize that I was just wasting my money. Well, that's not what happened. I ended up having a reading that gave me uh, a great deal of evidence that an afterlife exists, a great deal of evidence that my father, who was in spirit for two years at that time, was really communicating with me, along with other relatives. And it led me on this journey, of course, to then investigate more and more about uh, mediumship, about spirit communication, how this, um, this ability of, of spirit communication works. And of course, I've never stopped. I, I, I've still been going. Point being that I highly recommend anyone uh, who, who is interested in gaining some evidence of life after death go have a reading with a psychic medium. And the reason is because there's nothing like having a personal experience. A personal experience can bring us to what I call a knowing, all right, uh, in contrast with believing or, or a belief, all right. W believing is all about taking someone else's word for it, you know, believing what somebody else has taught us. Knowing is about having a personal experience so that on a cellular level we know that it's true. All right. Now, what's true for me, what's true for you can be completely different. Truth is, is very subjective. So it doesn't really matter um, if your truth is different than somebody else's, but it brings you to a knowing of what your truth is. And a reading with a psychic medium can really help you because the medium is going to be communicating with 
people that you know, people in the spirit world, people who have passed, but people who you knew, know very well. And hopefully if this medium is a stranger to you, which I recommend doing it that way because they don't know anything about you, they're going to convey stuff, memories that you had with this person, information about you, information about the, your loved one in the spirit world, even information about things that happened la yesterday or last week or last month that your loved one in the spirit world saw, witnessed, watched you do, and they can, is now conveying to you about what they saw that, again, the psychic medium knows absolutely nothing about and is able to give you this kind of detail uh, to convince to you, convince you that not only well, it does you, it, is your loved one still around, still exists, and is in the spirit world, but is watching over you and is aware of these things that you went through. A reading with a psychic medium is just highly recommended. The second most compelling evidence of an afterlife, still with a psychic medium, but it's what's, what's called a, a spirit drawing. So here, you have a psychic medium, someone who communicates with spirits, but they're also an artist. They also have the ability to draw portraits of the spirits that they're communicating with, the spirits that they see. And I had a great, my first one was with uh, an incredible spirit artist by the name of Rita Berkowitz. And uh, you can read an article that I wrote and see some of the drawings that she did for me. Um, there's a link below this video that I'm going to link to uh, where I wrote an article about my experiences with her. One of my experiences involved someone that I'd never met before. I think it's a great-great or great-great-great-grandfather named Julius Salt. Julius Salt was from the mid-1800s. There was only one picture in my family of Julius, and he was what they call a Green Mountain Boy, one of the Green Mountain Boys of Vermont. He was, he was in the Civil War, and it was of him in his, his Civil War uniform. And when I was getting the reading from Rita, it was on the phone. It was a phone reading. She was describing to me what it is that she's drawing. And she was telling me that she was drawing him in this Civil War uniform. Of course, she didn't know anything about Julius. Nobody knew anything about Julius. Um, she mailed the drawing that she did for me uh, to me. At the same time, I called my mother and said, you know, you know that one photograph that exists of Julius Salt? Can you get a copy of that? and uh, send it to me. So they both arrived around the same time, and you'll see, if you follow that link, the amazing um, likeness of the, the drawing with the photograph. The only difference uh, that you really in the, in, the, in, the tooth, in the two is that you can tell that in the photograph he was probably a little younger than the way he showed himself to Rita when she did that drawing. Unquestionably, though, it's the same person. And it was, it was great evidence to me, tangible evidence of an afterlife, the fact that she was able to draw my loved one in spirit. Uh, she'd done it, she, she's done it with other loved ones. Uh, my grandmother, she drew my grandmother. Again, unmistakably, she, she was looking and, and seeing my grandmother when she drew her. Uh, she had many features of my grandmother that were identical and it's just excellent, tangible evidence of life after death. Third thing that I highly recommend, an experience that you can go out and have, is a past life regression. Now, if you go to someone who does past life regressions, they will, they call it hypnotize. Really all they do is they relax you, they get you into a relaxed state so that your mind, your conscious mind steps aside and allows you to have these experiences. So you're having these memories of past lives. 
They're there. They're in. They're they're. All of us. Anybody can do this. Uh, you have to allow it. You have to be open to it. Um, you can't have such a strong skepticism that you're not going to allow it so that you won't relax. You know, you're too fearful. you got to just sort of relax and let these types of things happen. I didn't think it could happen to me until I had my first experience. Again, um, down below this video, I will link to uh, one of my past life uh, regressions that I had that was absolutely mind-blowing to me. Loved it. What does that mean? How is that evidence of an afterlife? Well, to me, at least... If we um, have these experiences, and again, it, it becomes like this cellular memory. It's, it's a knowing versus a belief that we actually live these other lifetimes because it's multi-sensory experience. Uh, you, you know, you can smell things. You can see things. You can taste things. It's just like you're reliving it. It's like you're there again. I could feel the body of the person that I was in that lifetime. Uh, this guy was this guy named George was just a big burly hairy guy and I could I could sense what it was like to be him again and to me that when we know that we've had past lives then we know that there is something in between there you know the spirit world being our home our true home it's where we go in between lives and uh, that's where we start from. That's where we go back to. And so, therefore, a past life regression to me is evidence of life after death. Um, number four uh, of the most compelling um, evidences of, after, of, of an afterlife. Uh, past life, no, near-death experiences. Near-death experiences is number four. This is an experience that we can purposely go out and have. But many people have, like thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, have had a, a near-death experience. Basically what this is, you die uh, for a few seconds or a few minutes, either on the operating table or you get struck by lightning or you're in a car accident. You die for a short, brief period. And while you're technically dead, you have an out-of-body experience. You leave your body. Usually, we'll say in the operating room experience, you leave your body, you're, you're hovering above your body, you're able to look at yourself, you're able to look at the doctors and the nurses in the room, you can hear everything that's going on. Uh, time and time again, the things that were said had, were verified later. And, and then usually you're greeted by some kind of spiritual being, and, and everybody's points of reference uh, we'll describe this this spiritual being a little differently. You know, some will say it's a being of light. Some will say it's Jesus. Some will say it's a past. You know, a loved a loved one from the spirit world. Whatever it may be, you're greeted by this by this being uh, who then takes you uh, into the spirit world. Some people just get to like the doorway of the spirit world. Other people actually get into the spirit world see loved ones who have passed, who are ready to welcome them there and greet them. And then in, in just about all these cases, all of a sudden they hear that they have to go back. They're told that they have to go back for one reason or another. And then just like that, they're back in their body. And, but they have these vivid experiences that they'll never forget. And, uh, and they're life-changing. Uh, for better or for worse. They're life-changing experiences. And th every one of those people say no longer do they fear death. Um, the spirit world was a wonderful, incredible, 
loving, warm, welcoming place, and all of a sudden they're not afraid to die anymore, uh, but they know that they're back here and that we all have a purpose. And lucky for them, most of these people now understand what their purpose is. And so even though the spirit world to them, they realize, feels like a better place, um, they're here for a reason and they know that they're going to live out their lives and, and do what they came here to do. Those are near-death experiences. Certainly look, look up information on that on, online, in books. There's lots of documentation of it. Uh, Dr. Raymond Moody wrote some books on near-death experiences. He did many studies. And a woman named P.M.H. Atwater, those are her initials, P.M.H., last name Atwater, A-T-W-A-T-E-R. She wrote some books, did a lot of research, had some uh, near-death experiences herself, if I recall correctly, and uh, I love her books. And she has a, a fairly new one that's out there. It's her last book sort of a tell-all, you know, I don't care anymore, I'm telling it like it is kind of book. Um, highly recommended that you read that. Ah, oh, okay, the most compelling evidence of an afterlife, number five, past life recall. Past life recall is when, obviously, we, we, we remember memories of a past life. This happens more with children than adults. Um, it can happen with adults, especially if they go into an altered state, say they're hypnotized, um, maybe during regression, whatever it may be. Uh, sometimes through dreams we'll have past life recalls. But for me, the most interesting ones are the ones with kids. And a lot of people think that because uh, when we're young, because we haven't been away from the spirit world for long, our memories uh, are still at the forefront of our mind so we can remember the pa our past lives, or at least our most recent past life, more easily. Um, the documentation on this, again, there's lots of it. One of the greatest books that were, was ever written about past life recall was about a young boy who remembered himself as a World War II pilot, so a very recent life. And the parents, uh, who were very skeptical, decided they were going to you know, just do some research on some of the details because the details were amazing that their son was giving them about his past life and who he said he was. And, uh, and we're talking about names and, and all kinds of, like, they knew what his plane looked, looked like. He knew things about the military that young boys, uh, at least this young boy, should not have known. And they were able to verify it all. So, you know, it turns out 60 years prior he was this guy who he named, what, is, what the guy's name was, he knew what his name was, he knew that he was uh, uh, in Iwo Jima, he died in Iwo Jima. Um, Soul Survivor, look up that book, great book about past life recall, same thing, just like with past life re regression, if we've had past lives, that means that there's something in between, I call that the spirit world, that's our true home, and we have you know, we just keep coming back to have life after life after life to grow, to learn. Um, that means that this isn't going to be our last, last life either uh, for 99.9% .9 of us. And so that means we're going to have future lives. I love this kind of stuff. Uh, great evidence of life after death. Number six, deathbed visions. A lot of people uh, have, have documented that they've been in the room with their loved one who is dying. And the loved one will 
uh, all of a sudden uh, tell them that they're seeing visions of um, people, their loved ones, their relatives, their friends in spirit who are coming to greet them, to welcome them home so that they're not afraid during their transition when they actually die and go back to the spirit world. They're having these deathbed visions. They're on their deathbed and they're having these visions of these loved ones coming to welcome them home. Sometimes they actually get glimpses of the spirit world uh, during these visions. And it's gone so far as sometimes the people who are not dying, but the relatives and friends who are in the room with them while they're having these, usually during the transition back into the spirit world when the person actually dies, these things are called, they'll experience it too. The other people who are just there visiting will have these experiences too. They're called shared death visions. And basically it's like they go into an altered state and um, have like an out-of-body experience and experience what's going on as their friend or loved one is dying. So deathbed visions sort of coupled with what's called shared death visions, shared death. You can look these things up online. Uh, there's books written about these things and just fascinating, fascinating documentation of life after death. Number seven, dream visitations. Now, there's a great book out there called Hello from Heaven, uh, written by Bill and Judy Guggenheim. I love the book because it talks about after-death communication, meaning these are sort of the signs and the signals, the ways that our loved ones from, uh, from the spirit world try to communicate with us, to let us know that they're still in existence, that they're still here, they're still with us, they're watching over us, um, to ease our minds about where they've gone. And one of those after-death communications, one of the ways that this takes place is that they'll come and visit us in our dreams. And we call these dream visitations. Well, people who have had these dream visitations have told me, because I've talked to people who have had them and many other researchers out there, that these dreams are so vivid, like such clarity, such incredible colors and details. And not only are they vivid, but if you had a dream visitation 20 or 30 years ago, even as a child, you will still remember it today as if it happened last night, okay? So these are dream visitations. Again, something, look it up. Plenty of books written about it, a lot written online. Really fascinating evidence of life after death. And uh, I encourage anyone interested to, to look it up. And if you've had one of these, now you don't have to question it anymore that your loved one actually did come to you from the spirit world. This was an easier way for them to visit you and let you know that they're still around, that they're with you, and that they're waiting for you when it's your turn, turn to make that transition, and they'll be there for you to welcome you back home. All right. Uh, the eighth um, most compelling evidence of the afterlife is life between lives regressions. All right, there's a guy named Michael Newton, and at this time, he's in his 80s, from what I understand, or maybe early 90s. I don't know. Sorry, Michael. Um, he was giving past life regressions and helping people with these experiences and came up with this idea of, well, what if we don't just go to the last day of your life in that lifetime. Why don't we just go to the last day of your life and then end the regression? What happens if we continue? What if we just keep going? What will happen then? To me, brilliant, you know? 
uh, way ahead of his time, make, decides to do this, and sure enough, the people having these experiences go beyond the death in that lifetime and keep going and go back into the spirit world. The experiences that, that they have are absolutely astonishing. Um, you need to read uh, anything that Michael Newton has, has written. Um, Journey of Souls is one, of, I think it was his first book. Look up Michael Newton in, on Amazon, you'll find his books. People go into, and I've had this experience myself, so, you know, um, it's a long experience. Uh, these life between lives regressions are not like a 90-minute session. They're like four to five-hour sessions. And, yes, you go and you have, you go into a past life, you go up to the day of your death in that lifetime, and then you keep going. You go into the spirit world. I met with this group of beings called the Council of Elders. You know, I met with um, the souls of of um, people that I knew from this lifetime who have passed. I was able to see uh, people from my soul group and, and recognize why we share this life together and, and that we've had many lives together and, and, and why, we, why we do that. Um, I was able to have what's called a past life review where I was able to look back at the lifetime that I had had um, and and learn lessons on the things that I probably did right and did wrong and, and um, experience it all over again. The emotions, you name it, uh, and even the emotions that other people who were affected by me were having and in order to really gain uh, and grow from that lifetime and all the experiences I had. Anyways, Life Between Lives Regressions, look them up uh, online, read Michael Newton's books, uh, and just fascinating stuff, and I highly re recommend it if you ever want to have an experience yourself. And the last one I'm going to talk about, uh, number nine, is just children's spirit contact. Now, really spirit contact in any way from someone who's not a psychic medium. And I say that uh, loosely because, you know, really in a sense we're all psychic mediums. We're, we all have the ability to do this. But some people go through their lives and they don't consider themselves a psychic or a medium, and but all of a sudden they have a vision of a spirit. It might be at nighttime, it might be in the middle of the day. Um, a lot of times it happens around uh, when a, a loved one passes and that loved one comes and visits them somewhere. Uh, I know people who have been at the cemetery, uh, at the burial, and they actually saw a vision of the person who was being buried to let them know that they were still around, still existed, um, and were in spirit. I'm not really, I'm not talking about ghosts, although, you know, you could certainly label these as ghosts. Um, I, I don't believe in ghosts the way some people describe them. I believe that all ghosts are people in spirit, you know, just showing themselves to us. But the most interesting ones uh, that, I, that, that I love and I recommend that you do some research on are children's spirit contacts. And this is when... Little kids who don't know anything about psychics or mediums, don't know anything about the afterlife, all of a sudden are communicating with uh, spirits. They're seeing people in spirit. And there's been, again, hundreds of thousands of, of stories that have been told about people 
um, usually parents telling these stories of their children who are in communication, we'll say, with their grandfather who was who had passed before they were ever born, and yet they're communicating with, with the grandfather and telling the parents things that they couldn't possibly know because the parents never told the child anything about it, but the grandfather is telling them things um, and they're relaying them back. Children who have no reason to lie, you know, no reason to make up stories of this sort, and, no, and, and there's no way that they could know a lot of the things they know if they were not actually in contact with some of these people in spirit. But it goes so far as, you know, a lot of kids have imaginary friends. And, and that's because, uh, in many cases, sometimes I'm sure they're just imaginary friends. But other cases, they're actually communicating with spirits. They're, they're talking with people who are in spirit. And because it's so hard for most parents to fathom, they just call them imaginary friends. And, and of course, that's, you know, the, the kids are then going to call them imaginary friends because that's the way the parents describe them. So anyways, the next time you see your child talking with someone who's not there, uh, investigate, ask questions further, and see if maybe it's not just imaginary. I had a, a, a close friend whose young daughter uh, well, used to tell her um, that um, my friend's mother, so it would have been the girl's uh, grandmother, wasn't actually, you know, her mother's mother, that it was her sister. You know, she was, and, and all the relationships that were within that family were suddenly getting mixed up because the daughter was having memories from her past life and the the relationships were different in the past life than they were in this life. And she insisted, and it happened over and over again. It wasn't just a one-time thing. Every time the, you know, this young girl's mother, my friend, would refer to her mother um, as the grandmother, she, she would insist, no, 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 that's not my grandmother, that's my sister. And this would go on and on like this. Past life recall um, is, is what we're, what we're is what, what's, what's happening here, but sometimes, and getting back to this, the children's spirit contact, sometimes the memories are just simply coming because the child is in contact with that person in spirit, and they're the ones who are reminding them of what their relationship was in the past life. So you can see all these things sort of work together and meld together, and they're very fascinating, and it's a great way for you to take your investigation of the afterlife and, 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 and make it so that um, it works best for you. You know, what are you most interested in? What's most compelling for you? What's compelling for me might not be compelling for you. What's most convincing, all right? And what do you want to learn about? So mediumship, spirit drawings, past life regressions, near-death experiences, past life recall, deathbed visions, dream visitations, life between lives regressions, and children's spirit contact. All things that I recommend you go out, learn more about, and uh, I think you'll be very fascinated. All right, thanks.